All right, ladies and gentlemen, Shy Guy here, and joining me, of course, is the one and only, the giant himself, Peter Katani. Peter, how are you doing today, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. Peter, do you know why I just called you the giant? No. Giant. Giant is an acronym that I learned from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Global icon and national treasure. Because that's what you are for the Dragon Ball community. At least a lot of people consider that, and so do I in my eyes. Man, how you doing today, man? Oh, uh, good, good, busy day. Uh, yeah. Got things done, but we here. And yeah. Thank you for the compliments. I like that. I like that. <laughs> no, man. Cool. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, man. I know you're a busy guy. You know, you spend ninety percent at the gym, ten percent card games, and those ten percent is all you need. You know. <laughs> uh, well, well, as I kind of mentioned, obviously you're one of the most recognizable figures in the Dragon Ball community. You know, you play well in tournaments. I. Personally, I told you earlier, it's like I compare you to the 80s Hulk Hogan. It's just like you're a guy people see and they're like automatically happy to see you. Uh, how has that been for you, man? Like, how was the recon like how have you dealt with like the recognition and the popularity in the community? Uh, it it was it was completely different or like new when it first started happening. Like in Orlando, I got third and uh PPG recognized me actually. Like oh. I did videos for them, but like they thought I was just pure casual. Um and then, like, I got third, and then the next one was eighth, and then my my first win was yeah. in Richmond afterwards. Um, so yeah, towards the beginning, oh, there was always guaranteed tops, or at least it just happened. Um, and then it, I I just got tired of playing. Oh, it became not Dragon Ball Z; it became something else. Uh, when speed gets introduced to the game, and I lost my control mid game aspect. Mm it became kind of boring for me. I'm not saying anything bad about the game, yeah. but it became different where I just, I didn't want to play Mecha Apes. I didn't want to play SS3 and it became something different. And that's where it has been for ever since Mecha. The game has evolved to not back then. Yeah. Well, what is, uh, what were you playing when you topped at Richmond? Richmond. Oh, started at Goku. Started at uh, man. Oh, all, all these, all these silver bullets for the boy. He needs to come back. Yeah, no, no, it's it's just a shame because any leader that does not draw in the front side already feels like a disadvantage. Um, of course, the draw two is kind of cool, and if you're going against an aggro deck, it actually makes no difference the fact that your leader doesn't draw. Cool, not a big deal. We found out the untapping was a lot better. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we found out the untapping is a lot better, but um, I don't know. I, I, I just miss the old days, and yeah. that's what it is. Um. And right now, PPG has, has me as uh, commentating because Dusty's taking a little break. Yeah. So they needed somebody to, like, hey. So I tried it out once, got good um, feedback, so we continue to do it. So I, I haven't been able to play it as much. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, you kind of brought up an interesting topic. So what, in your opinion, has been your favorite leader awakening? Has it been the draw two, the untap two, or the right in the middle one and one? Untap two. Untap two? Untap two. Of doing continuous plays or doing more, being more defensive, because that's what it is too. You do a play and then untapping, it's like, oh, I can be defensive. Let me let me do this stuff. The one one, I guess it's the best of both worlds because you do get an advantage, you do untap, and then the drawing two just always feels bad. Yeah. Because those leaders are always gonna tap out. <laughs> um just the other day I did a Twitch live for the first time. Oh yeah, dude. Um, that was awesome. Dude, it was a blast. I just like I've never done that. <laughs> um and the deck I was playing, I was so happy it was performing so well. Uh, mind you, it was only against like Damasu and Sardar Broly, but still, yeah. like, I was having a great time. I was like, oh, <laughs> and, 
bro. I would love to play that in real life. <laughs> yeah, Un Untap is one of those monsters where like you can honestly go super rogue and do super well, and like you we see it in the community group all the time, right? Someone will play the most jank deck you've ever seen in your life and be like, I'm sacking on Untap, and it's like great, yeah. and bring it to a local, and it's like, eh, you know, it's, it's not as good as we thought. Nah, it's one of those where, like, I, like, it's a video about to be posted out that the, there was a copyright issue because I used, like, a Broly clip, and that's... Ah, that, uh, yeah. I shortened that, and then I found out the background music I did was too loud, so, like, it hasn't been posted yet, but people are going to see it back. It's not competitive whatsoever. But locals, <laughs> you have a blast. You yeah. Have oh, yeah. Locals are always a good time. So, yeah, I mean, uh, so kind of wanted to, you know, get to know you better, right? Because Peter Katani, the man, the myth, the legend... Obviously, with the eighty-inch pythons, what is your workout like, bro? Like, I, I I hear you skip leg day a lot, which is fine because I do it too. But what is your workouts usually like, and how long do you usually spend at the gym? Um, usually two hours. I like being at the gym. Uh, uh to be honest, it, it's a bad regimen right now. Back then, when I first started, it was great, and I've been on it for maybe two, three years, mm. and um. Yeah, I'm at that plateau level, and I just haven't changed it up. Yeah. So sad on that part, but at the same time, I haven't been as sad as before. That's pretty <laughs> cool. Bodybuilders are just broken-hearted people. Uh, um, so it's one of those that, like, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at the moment, but I know I need something completely different, like 180. It's just I haven't met somebody who has been able to teach me something different. Let's yeah. That way. That's the best way to say it. Uh, yeah. I met someone to give me like a new training regimen and stuff. The ability to be sore has not happened forever. I did it with one friend, but he works out like not smart. Like normally you go small to heavy. He went yeah. straight to heavy. He went like, all right, starting your max. What do you mean starting my max? I'm not going to lie though. That workout for the first time and after maybe five years of working out, I could not lift the bar. I'm like, I'm stuck. No, I need you to help. And that feeling felt great. I wasn't uh -huh. even scared. I was actually laughing as I was like, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. This is awesome. Oh, I just haven't had that feeling for so long. I'm like, dude, this is, this is great. So he helped me like push limits that I, I totally forgot that existed. Um, Because I'm just used to doing the same thing. Yeah. No, I feel yeah, yeah. It's it's hard, especially when something works out for so long. It's like how how do you find like you got? It's really hard to get out of your comfort zone. I always felt that too. Mm -hmm. So then, what about your diet? Has your diet changed, or what is it like? Okay, so I've never had a diet. It's mm. like this week. This this is the first week we actually had a diet. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm 29, and I've never had a diet, which I thought was an even good. I really wasn't, and um, this guy from Spain or Europe. Mm -hmm. Um, really cool guy. Uh, him and his girlfriend uh, are both bodybuilders, but monsters. Like if he was ever in America, like he he's I think looks like me, but he looks in pictures like six four and just like a big dude. Yeah. Um, he he was nice enough to help me on like my workout schedule or not my workout, but my eating schedule, which is horrendous. I have to wake up at seven to eat, then ten to drink a shake, twelve and three to eat again, shake at five eat again at 8 and 10. Holy and cow. I'm just like, dude. And the thing is, there's small portions. It really is a small portion. I felt great. I've only done it for three days now. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, just a bunch of chicken and broccoli and then a little bit of rice here. Yeah. Um, after a meal, you're, you're good. You're like, oh, I'm satisfied. When an hour before you have to eat again, that's when you're like, oh, man, I'm hungry. Like, Come on, hour, hurry up. And I think it might be working. I'll be honest. I, I don't know if we can say bad words, but like, uh, Go for poop. it. Uh, <laughs> uh, they've been really good because normally I eat bad 
and uh, my stomach is just bad at intaking carbs now. I yeah. probably messed up with all the pre-workout I take. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like, I, I messed up my insides somehow that like eating good nutritious food and just like broccoli and stuff, my yeah. poops have been great. So my fiber intake has been fantastic. Not really no, no, nothing good like a good poop session, especially after yeah. a long day. That, that's a thing. That's what you think. <laughs> you, you think I'm joking, but pre-workout is like I don't, I don't do drugs. Um, I barely drink. I'm only like when I'm with friends, so I drink. Um, but my addiction is pre-workout. I can't get off it, and it's a shame. Like when you ever try to working out, it's yeah. incredible. Like, you 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 literally feel like you're turning super saiyan, <laughs> but you become addicted to it. Mm. And after a while, it actually has no effect on you. But really, you're like yeah, no. Uh, I've I've taken it for maybe four years straight i haven't been off it um and i know i don't feel anything like i used to like when pre-workout does something but i know if i go to the gym i just feel like i can't do anything without it yeah. it's a bad little curse so i'm waiting for like an injury to happen so i don't have to work out for a month <laughs> oh, and then man. that's what i'll be off it <laughs> well what what pre-workout do you use um there's so many yeah. <laughs> like good, good one would be like c4 that's like one of the like the main ones that were good uh, after that, I think I've just been like, whatever my friends are, they say, hey, try this out, try this out. I really don't know the names of it. I just know C4 is like that main one. That was yeah. one that was sold in the vending machine at uh, UFIT. Mm. Um, I think it was called Crit. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. But the fact is that pre-workout actually had an effect on me that would turn my body red. Like this part will stay white. But like the whole thing becomes red. My ears become red. I look like I had an like uh, allergic reaction. Yeah. But I found out it's a it's some chemical that actually does that. The moment you work out, it goes away. But the buildup of it is it felt like you you get scared because like dude, I'm about to die. This is allergic reaction. Once you start working out, like yes, that's it's like bang. Oh. Yeah, no, <laughs> it felt really good. But after probably two weeks of that, I the red stopped happening. Like yeah. I had no effect on it anymore. I'm like, it's like so like when uh so when you started working out was it kind of like just something to do for yourself or do you play any sports like what was like you mean you mean like motivation okay. i've had i'm 29 two regrets in my life only two mm. anything else i've ever done does not matter does not regrets one of my only two regrets is uh leaving football for the first girlfriend mm. uh, my life would have been a lot different Tossed. Uh, sorry so i've done was, it too but no but the, like it was bad yeah. um <laughs> i left football for a girl and um, when I was in football, like my, my coach, you know, told me I was going to be great things. And I'm like, oh, you know, he called me a stud for so long. I didn't know what a stud was. And that because before football, I was actually fat. So mm. stud was a new word for me. And man, I was doing all tackles. I was getting sacks. Uh, I, I was doing everything. And he would always called me a stud. And he would piss me off. One day, my mom picks me up. And I'm, uh, she's like, I'll talk to him. like, bro, good. But like, coach always calls me a fucking stud. And I don't know what that is. She's like, that's a good-looking person or a badass player. I'm like, oh, I thought it was the equivalent of dud. Like, <laughs> like, like the male is a dud. So oh, no. The human version of it. Um, so, like, that was up there. But um, when it comes to sports, nah, I didn't do anything afterwards because left football for a girl. Coach wouldn't have me back. I ruined myself a little more with um, wrestling because mm. I to try to get back into football. I became 190, and I had – about 11 to 12 body percent fat. I was looking good, but I wasn't yeah. a girl. I never took pictures back then. Um, <laughs> but I was ready. Coach wouldn't have me back. He's like, nope. Uh, so I went to wrestling. Wow. They, they took out 190 to 170 
in one month. Quite impressive on them. I looked so skinny. I lost every inch of muscle possible. Wow. I only ate once a day because I was scared to throw it up at wrestling. I would only eat at night. Um, the amount of cardio that I had to do there, I became a stick. And when I'm skinny, like, like super skinny, no muscle, I look like a ref. I don't know if you know what a ref is. But in <laughs> no. Miami, in Miami, it's a base, It's someone off the boat in Cuba. They're called refs. They're called refs here in Miami. So I look like them. I hate looking like them. Huh. And I never got my body back. Um, not until my uh, I got with somebody name with that Dana, she's my seven years uh these ex-girlfriends have uh years on them so <laughs> that's their nicknames yeah like seven years seven years left me for someone else and no no it's okay life happens uh left me for someone else and that's what made me start working out from there um i started going back to college uh i got a job at college at the gym started nice. working out a lot and met a bunch of girls made more mistakes I failed college because of girls. Uh, girls are the one weakness I ever have, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's really what stuck me into the gym. I've just been mad. Then I met two years at the gym. Two years was amazing. She left me for someone else. We went back to the gym. Um, and then we met one year. One year is like the holy grail. But uh, I messed that one up because I missed two years too much. So mm. I didn't value my one year too much. That is this tattoo right here. She's also this tattoo. If you see dots, it says "I love you" in Braille. Um, Wow. Yeah, because love is blind. Um, My God, you're so beautiful. Oh, that's your boy. (laughs) That's your boy. Oh man. Um, the worst part is I've lost all my exes to another guy, and all the other guys are ugly. Um, so like I know every time someone asks me, Peter, is being big worth it? No, of course not. I lose my girls all the time. Big means nothing. And the guy who my one year left me for looks like me, but if I had cancer. So, Yikes. it looked me nothing. Yeah. I've learned that. Well, what, what position did you play in football? Defensive end. Nice. Uh, I played tackle. So, you were outside, yeah. I was the inside. Yeah, I was uh, outside, basically. Yeah. I was in the middle, but um, for my size at the time, in freshman, I was good. You know, if I had continued that stuff and ate my probably my built should be like a linebacker but with like steroids um but uh yeah i wasn't in football long enough i only did jv he put me in varsity uh freshman year but when you're freshman going to steroid seniors you're nobody yeah. um so that a little bit discouraged me and then this girl wanted to have sex for the first time so we left football <laughs> and that happened and cool cool but uh that's she theoretically is my first girlfriend, but she seven years where the the, the lineup happened. Yeah. The one this girl named Kathy, she wasn't the first girlfriend, but my first experience. My first person who actually the first girl who ever cared about me was definitely Kathy. Nice. Next next one didn't happen until one year. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. And you definitely had a had a very had a lot of experiences throughout your life, which is pretty cool. I mean, especially since uh like you said, you've gone through so much but the fact that you're such a nice guy and everything like you, you still keep yourself grounded and that's fantastic you know that's, that's what everybody loves about you man no no <laughs> it, it, it is something different now, i know you're humble but i'm gonna gas you up real quick <laughs> no no it, it, it's it's really like I'm, I'm not trying to be gay or anything but it's um all the work of one year 
Yeah. Um, two years really messed me up. I actually lost myself. Uh, uh-huh. When two years left, I became a different person. Like, my, my friend's a big graffiti fan, and uh, yeah. he made me go tag with him once. And my thing here was Timo. Um, and I don't know if you know Spanish at all. A little um, bit. Okay, Te Amo? Yeah. You know? okay, yeah. Te Amo. Timo, I will put a heart in between the E and the A. So really, mm. I'm spelling Te Amo, but it's together. So, like, English people will just see Timo. Oh, uh, that's my cat and my tag name. Because the word I love you is a big, I'm a big, like, jolly person. Okay. Yeah. Um, after two years, I hated the word love. Hated mm. the word love. I hated myself. And one year was like slowly building me up, cool. But she she dealt with not me. She never really got the side of me. So the day that she left, I realized I was more scared of losing her than saying I love you. Because a year together, I never said I love you. That's what this tattoo is about. I yeah. probably said it, right? Um. So you guys get to enjoy the Peter that she kind of built. Because before that, I was just saying to you all the time. Uh, yeah. I. Man, two years just destroyed me. That, that was a monster. I learned the word of empathy because of that girl. I did not yeah. know that word before. Yeah, em- empathy is one. Empathy is one of those interesting things because, like, you know, I've had a, I've, I've, I've had a pretty similar experience, right? I was so similar to you. I was with this girl for a long time. She was older than me, and um, it was like when someone's older than you, you always think they're always right because it's like she has. She's like she was like five years older than me at the time. Okay. So, like, I, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I, they must have this maturity that I don't have yet. So, I got, you know, I got to respect it. And it's like, that must be the way it is. Afterwards, I'm reflecting. I learned that's not the way it is. And then, um, you know, it inspired me to even get my tattoo, which is, which I got a full sleeve, a dragon sleeve here. That's and it's... How much that cost you? Huh? How much that cost you? <sighs> I'm not done yet. I still have to finish the elbow part. The elbow has to get colored in. Like there, like here in Miami, that's at least three, four. Yeah, this is this is probably like two grand so far. Okay. Yeah, and uh, exceptions, huh? So what do you live by? So I'm from New York, currently living in California. Oh. Yeah, so I'm from the Bronx. Oh my God! Um, one of the girls I was messing around with, uh, she was in the Bronx. We okay. just recently, actually, this week, we stopped talking too. Um, <laughs> we stopped talking because she she's a feminist, and mm. I might be humble. But my, my jokes can, can get there. Peter um, right here. You <laughs> say. And it's it's one of those that like she did not like one of the words that I joked about, mm-hmm. and I didn't like. Okay, um, here at a card shop, um, the word. That's so bad. I don't even want to say it. I, but, I can bleep it out. I can edit it and bleep it out, and they'll guess it. The the word. Mm. The thing like, oh, bro, you got. Like you lose a game, oh, bro. I got something like that. You know, something destroyed. Yeah. She wasn't a big fan of it, which yeah. I can understand. I understand. In the female world, it's very dangerous. When we say it, it, it it's not to that. It's it's just using a term that like we got destroyed. Yeah. So that, that word is said a lot here in Miami. Um, in cardboard. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. <laughs> in cardboard, same here. <laughs> and um, she she got mad about it. And it's one of those that, like, all right, cool, I won't say it around you. She's like, but the fact that you're saying it at all, I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? Not say it. I'm like, well, I can lie to you, but I've never been a liar. So I'm not going to tell you, oh, I won't say it again. That's BS. Yeah. Um, and she was mad. She's like, you know what? I feel like we're different people. I'm like, if that's what stopped you, please go. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm so used to people coming and going out of my life that I'm just like, peace. 
Yeah. And she's also Bronx, so like it was a little hard to remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This uh, so basically like kind of similar to yours, you know, where you got that tattoo where like love is blind, you got an umbrella, which is amazing. Mine is like because do you know the story of the dragons in Japanese in Japanese mythology? Like how they come uh, to be? Okay, go ahead. So, I, I don't so basically what it is is a bunch of koi fish. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Koi fish uh, work all their lives uh, through trials and tribulations trying to swim upstream. The ones that swim upstream and get over the waterfall become dragons. So for me, it's like all that struggle that came to me and it's like now I'm a dragon. Came in literally a few months later, met my now fiance. I moved to California, got my own place. Ah, thanks, man. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it's just like, you know, you go through those, and obviously you've dealt with it too. You go through those troubles and relationships, and then you just flourish out of it. You come back, and you're like, I'm dope. Someone's going to someone's gonna love me. I'm dope as shit. It's going to happen eventually. Well, I still don't think like that, but... You have to think like that, Peter. You have to. Actually, the, one of the next tattoos are cuffs. Um, I'm thinking of getting cuffs on me. Mm. Like, not plain, just like one color. No, like a design in the whole cuff. Yeah. Same here. Uh, I just haven't figured out what the designs could be. But uh, I saw Aladdin. And I'm like, bro, I'm the goddamn genie. Like, yeah. I make everybody's life better. You and said that, and I literally just thought of the genie, too. <laughs> yeah, like, it's one of those. Like, I make everybody's life better. And then when they leave, I'm back in the bottle starting over <laughs> to let the new people. And I'm just like, dude, that's me. I'm getting cuffs for sure. I, actually, all my tattoos, I have four. All of them are about an X. Oh, <laughs> those are my tattoos. Uh, but yeah, fun, fun, fun fact. Yeah. Hey, man. You're, like I said, you're awesome. You have a lot of people in this community. I love you. And um, also, also kind of wanted to ask you, too, because I, I saw your story, I think, last week or a few days ago when you were singing a song in your car. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, what is the kind of music you like to listen to outside and inside the gym? Because you know, everyone has that. Everyone who goes to the gym has that gym playlist where they just go ham and then you know have that soft side out. So, like for me, I'll listen to you know like Rough Riders at the gym, but then I'll listen to In Sync outside. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, the gym could be just different. Um, I know I always go to Glorious from Kanye West mm. and Battle Cry by Joel Ortiz. Those are like the two songs that will guarantee play while I'm at the gym. Yeah. But then I'll switch it to Rock, I'll uh, switch it to Drake. Uh, two hours, you just go back and forth. Yeah. I even go to She's a Maniac because that, that's my song. Like, sometimes <laughs> I just go to old school and I'm just like, oh, it, it all depends on the jam that I'm in. Uh, of course. I, I listen to everything uh, except reggaeton. I hate reggaeton so much. Yeah, being uh, from Miami, I can imagine. <laughs> you got sick no, of it real quick. <laughs> no, nah, it's never been any of my taste of music, but yeah. everything else, I your boy's soulful as hell, man. I yeah. love music like that. And when it comes to singing, like, uh, I suck at singing, but I have a blast in car rides. Oh, it's great. I, I'm, I'm the guy who drives for PPG, the, the equipment. Yeah. So I do 20-hour drives. Man, I can't be watching videos the whole time. Sometimes I wake myself up, I'll... I'll play music and just jam for the next two hours just singing along. And I'll make some videos on that. Um, no, no, they're fine. They're entertaining for me. Yeah. No, it definitely is. I mean, it's a good time, especially, like, when it's, like, something that just, just, just gets you and you're just like, man, this is my joint. Like, for me, a couple weeks ago, it was uh, Justin Bieber, Sorry. I was just like, man, this song is dope. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Oh, I know the song. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I got you. Because uh, there's another one, um, Sorry by... Joe, Joel Lucas is jo Jonah Lucas. That's mm, yeah. Uh, you know that song? Yeah, I do. 
Oh my god, that song's so cute. Yeah. That that's the songs that I like. Deep songs for me. Yeah. Um after this I'll probably show you like my I have like top threes that like gets all the girls because they're so soulful. They're like that song is amazing. I'm down. But, um, yeah, depends <laughs> what you're into, but like you should yeah. like them. What uh so kind of going to another topic because obviously hip hop is in your rotation a lot. Who's your favorite artist right now? Um, right now. Right now. Uh, well, all right. I guess not right now. I guess there's someone that's like you can always put on and be like, yeah. Mom, Peter, I base at you so hard. God. So like, J uh, so it's J Cole and Drake and him are like almost tied because like. They're first and second. They keep going back and forth. Yeah. Because I'm a fan of Drake also. And then right below them, uh, I'm a huge fan of Wale. Even though he hasn't been mm. for maybe like five, eight years. Yeah. Wale, like, anytime I listen to his music, I'm just like, ooh, that's a boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and and between, it's Wale and Kendrick, but, like, I know I like Wale more. And mm. those are, like, the main things. Because, like, rock, there's no more of rock. Yeah. Uh, and hip-hop, do we have hip-hop? Is, is there cool people in hip hop now? Not right now. Yeah, no. right. It's one of those. Yeah. Um, so the only people I got is J Cole and uh yeah. <laughs> and Drake. Dude, the I'm right there with Cole, you. The last J Cole one that I, I really jammed to that like hit me was um Pretty Little Fear. It had somebody named Black, but like mm. J Cole. J Cole's yeah. line was the only thing worse than that song. <laughs> good, but J Cole's line was better than Shakespeare. Yeah. If, if you know the song by any chance? No, I have to listen to it well, afterwards. Uh, um, it, bro, the clip is 2.15. And two minutes and 15 minutes of that song, that's when J. Cole talks. That's how much I know it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he, he talks for one whole minute. That minute verse was... Oh, man. Oh, you're, you're definitely going to see it. Yeah, okay. I, I, I definitely need to listen to it. Because, like, yeah, I'm pretty similar with you. Like, it's always Drake and J. Cole. They're always up there because Drake is just dope. You know, I, I fucks with Aubrey since Degrassi. <laughs> and um, and uh, you know like uh, Kendrick and up there you know what I'll listen to recently is uh, Tech 9 Tech 9 oh fantastic oh. Uh, Worst Enemy you know that song yeah oh okay. that's, that's that song is great yeah it's actually funny uh, his hype man Chris Calico that does a lot of the the choruses and hooks for his song I'm like actually like really cool with and I hung out with him like I went backstage and they tour bus a couple times when they come to LA like oh, Tech 9 is dope not uh sure. so he's, he seems like a chill person too yeah no he's there. super chill and uh they're, they're actually their concerts are wild like there's mosh pits like every five minutes and it's crazy i'm not a fan of mosh pits no neither am i <laughs> i'll stay up top and just watch from afar all right so uh you know we got to know peter the man get a little bit of insight on your psyche and like what makes you tick now kind of go into the card game section are there any other card games besides dragon ball that you're playing i play everything yeah. Um, yeah, like right now, PPG is actually going to start hosting uh, Transformers. Mm. So that, that's a game that like I help play test uh, with some friends who play. Nice. Uh, it's a cool game. Uh, one of one of like fun games to play is Vanguard. The game's ass. If you play that game, anything competitive, it, it's frustrating. Yeah. But if you play it just for fun, the game is a blast. Um, I dwindle with uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Problem is like. I play world decks and DBS. That's the same thing in any card game. I like world decks. Yeah. Um. So my Yu-Gi-Oh deck is like sub terrors, even though that's super like, like lame. It's like a trap. Yeah. Deck. What's sad is I I like sub terrors because of their effect. Problem is sub terrors became this archetype of traps. It's just like this is lame. That's not what they're. <laughs> um. And also like 
the other clan I have is a, well, not clan, but archetype is a Super Heavy Samurai. Super mm -hmm. cool gimmick. But there's two cards that Japan just never brought to us. Like, literally, five years ago, there was a synchro, level five, that literally did nothing but grab you one card from the grave back to your hand. Never got it in America. And they have a link over there that I can't get either. It's just like, dude, I just want to play my decks. Yeah. Um, and then Magic, uh, I, I do a no Magic. I play everything. Literally, I yeah. Play everything. Peter plays games, like you said. <laughs> that, that, that joke actually originally started here. Yeah. I'm like, you know, let me let me make a logo off it, which I might start making a shirt. Actually, have oh, cool. You you you'll be the first person to see this. Oh, nice. I, I have this sticker. Oh, I, I like it a lot. So I'm, I'm putting on a shirt and then print it out and then try and see if I can make shirts out of this. This is a small one. I might actually just get like big the size. Yeah. Of but um, I actually have different ideas. Like this one is all might. Yeah, that's um, sick. The the, the logo is pretty much going to be the beard and glasses. Right now, mm. I don't have a beard because I have to start over. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be like the trademark I want to keep is the beard. Um, I, I have a few different ideas. One with Jiren with beard and glasses. going to say Universe PPG. There's going to be another one with Bojack uh, with a beard and glasses. got to do Bojack. It's going to be PPG Crew. I have so many ideas, actually. Um, and the, these artists are... For fans, so they're like, "Oh, please let me do it." I'm like, "Cool, let me know." That's awesome. Yeah, so it's been a bit fun. I, I just, you know, I, shirts. Why not? I, yeah. I'm wearing this shirt. I'll rock other shirts like this coat. And they'll be good workout shirts too, obviously. Oh, <laughs> uh, when it comes to a workout shirt, no sleeves. I can't. Yeah. No workout shirts. That's very important. I gotta make sleeveless shirts. That's what some <laughs> of my friends already said. I'll buy a shirt that's sleeveless. I'm like, yeah, I'll work on that. <laughs> All right, cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely let us know. I would love to show support, get a couple shirts. I'm sure other people, I'm uh, sure a lot of people would. So what got you, what attracted you and really got you into the Dragon Ball card game? Uh, PPG. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, so there was another shop uh, here in Miami called The Rot. Mm. And before PPG moved to Miami. Um, and I pretty much worked there. And the Pinini... DBZ game mm. was, was something I hosted tournaments and I made like almost like a 30 turnout a 30 people turnout in tournaments cool I brought that game yeah. I like that um awesome so PPG saw that what I did for the rock and asked if I could do the same for super so they they pretty much got me in here started promoting a little more and it did become big like when the game came out it was our turnouts were almost like that 30 yeah. 50 people uh, game was getting huge success, and they're the ones that brought me into the game. And I do like it. It actually has all the fundamentals of different cards, uh, different games into one. Um, it's really well designed. It's just Bandai has messed up here and there, and we, we yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not that it hasn't been said, you know, miswordings, not putting rules and changing rules, like Bloodlust completely changing the game with Victory Strike. Now that it's been limited to one, it's like, great, thanks. No, <laughs> like clearly victory strike was a problem forever yeah. and you know bloodlust was definitely an answer we all had it it was not gonna do anything now it does what, what, what logic was that yeah um so uh, that if this game dies it's only because of bandai yeah that'll be another 10-hour conversation just about the, the things that they've done and can look like they're going to do but every, everything still looks on the up and up still looks like it's going pretty strong and also, like, you know, what attracted me to this game, too, is, like, the artwork of these cards was so fun. Like, I started out as a collector, and then I was like, you know, let me just try playing. My first deck was Broly Veggies, and I was like, all right, I, I need to get better at this. I need to, you know, just 
snowballed from there. So, so you, so you mentioned you worked for a card shop before and obviously worked for PPG. Is there any advice you would give to like any card shops that are either up and coming or struggling with getting a turnout? Not so hard. Yeah. You see so many, so many card shops come and go. Uh, like the Rock was great, but only because location. Uh, mm -hmm. The other, the other two, the other card shop was Cool Stuff, which was an hour away. No one wanted to drive an hour away, yeah. so the Rock was huge in Miami. Well, Cool Stuff found that out and moved right next to them. They they moved like almost a block away from the Rock. At the same time, twenty minutes out, uh, PPG opened too. Now the Rock was literally smack down in the middle of two big competitors. The PPG actually made a name for themselves. Um, and that that's it. Like the Rock definitely had to close down. Now, when it comes to PPG, their their success is pretty much promoting. Like they're doing, but he makes teams. Uh, George Montano makes teams for like different like games, and yeah. that, that's how he gets his like name out. Um, and PPG became the number one seller for DDS, which was huge. That was like their their little takeover stuff. So our market or our money. Our big income comes from DDS for sure. We sell a bunch of signals, and then after that, it's like Yu-Gi-Oh. But um, for small nice. shops, man, so it it depends if your community is a bunch of like gamers like that, or card players. Yeah. That's one thing. Uh, depends if you have a cool stuff in your area. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> but, no, no, just no, flat no, out. Just, yeah. Just don't do it. That's as simple as it is because you can't compete to them. Uh, they're a corporation that can make three guaranteed box tournaments. Even with a turnout of six players, they'll guarantee three boxes. Wow. A normal company can't do that. Yeah. Like a, a new shop just can't. Um, so it's all locations and depends on people. And when it comes to workers, that's another thing too. Uh, that's another conversation because yeah. there's a lot of bad people. It, even though someone like the Pope can still like do you well because yeah. it's just that easy in our card shop. So, yeah, that's a no story. Very unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Obviously, coming from a lot of experience yourself, you know, have to take it, have to take it for face value because you have the experience with it. Yeah. So, what are what are some tips you would give to new Dragon Ball players, people that are looking into getting into the game, or like kind of like just on the fence? What kind of tips would you give them? Um. <laughs> okay. This, okay. So I wasn't ready for this one actually. Um. <laughs> the joke would have been like. Man, for tips, it depends. Like, if you're playing this for competitive, man, you're going to get frustrated. But if you play this game just for fun, then to be like, oh, I made this cool deck and stuff, you have a great time. Like, just the other day, I, I made the Black Green Broly. Yeah. My God, what, what a joy of playing that. I was like, dude, I'm doing all these little combos. But the moment you go against a tryhard, which is playing like, a really good deck, whatever the example is, just a really good deck. It's frustrating. It's just like uh, take away the fun of the excitement or creativeness. Yeah. Um, and that's something I haven't seen in this game for a bit. It's creativeness. I haven't seen a really creative deck in a very long time. Most of these decks are very Bandai built. Like mm. the Bandai pretty much made the cards for you to build it. Yeah. The last creative deck, and it shouldn't be considered creative, but like I just never, never saw it. Was um, Anthony Hernandez uh, Shenron ramp deck called Ramp? Yeah. That one, like once I saw it, I, I thought it was very creative. Just seeing two, two, like the line of the cards, I was like, dude, that's awesome. Not a deck, just four of four of four of. I hate those. Yeah. Um, so that that's one thing I, I know about this game that 
it's hard to be creative and win with it. But if you play this as casual, you'll have a blast. It just depends what mindset you're going into the game with. Yeah. Competitive, frustrating. Fun, blast. Yeah, uh, yeah, I completely agree. It's it's definitely fun, and when you get to build those rogue or what me and my group call jank decks, <laughs> it's a good time. So uh, you mentioned earlier, you know, you tra- you kind of transition uh, from player to judge slash commentator. What has that been like for you? Um, good and sad. Yeah, it's it's been good because like now I actually get to see games and I get to talk to people on stream, and it's been really good in that sense. Like. The, the environment is so welcoming and it hasn't been bad. I haven't gotten a bag of backlash other than a ruling that got done, but like it is what it is. Like I was no. trying to stay in the game state and both players were like, no, 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 it was three. But I saw four, no, no, it was three. Okay. Oh, <laughs> can argue when they're both so adamant. Can't do anything about it. And then like mm. uh, later that week, he posted, he's like, oh, I did get you. No, I was trying to tell you. Um, so. Whatever. Other than that one little bad experience, and that's when I found out you can't please everyone. Yeah. Uh, commentating has been a blast, but I do miss playing. Yeah. But truth be told, like at these events, I'll probably just take a, a rogue deck anyways and not do good, so my name will go bad. Yeah. So for now, I get to save my name by not like playing. Rogue <laughs> deck. I gotta, I gotta boost my name up in uh, Nats. I gotta try to do good in Nats. Yeah, I mean, that's, hey, at the end of the day, you got your Nats invite with Victory Strike. You know what I mean? Um, Didn't you? No. No, oh, I got my, I got mine with the Negro. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I, what was what was that deck that you say you won? I remember because I remember I commented on it. You were like, "Guys, I did it with Victory Strike. I went to the bad side." Oh, and that was uh the preliminary to play the regionals. Okay, yeah. Like those, that, the, that, to get to the closed event. Yeah, the closed event. I yeah, did that. and even then, uh, I, did I play? I did play a closed event, and I got, I got, I think fourth. I was X1, and I got the fourth, and only first, second, and third got in. That was also with the Negro. So I was super sad about it. Then I went to, I, I flew to Origins, because I'm like, oh, I got to get my invite. And I did it with Team Wars. Um, mm. George playing Janimba, um, the other guy playing Dende, and I was playing the Negro, and we got it. Ooh. And the fact that I did it with the Negro, I was just happy. I was like, yeah, yeah. I made it that good. Um, <laughs> and then Toa came out, and like the Negro can never see play anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're not wrong. That's, that's uh, just the truth of it. But we, we will touch we will touch in on that too because I do have questions about that because that's actually very interesting. Uh, but yeah, you uh, what's really cool about your judge and commentating style is that you actually involve and utilize chat like you mentioned. Like, mm-hmm. what is uh, what kind of has influenced that decision and how has that been for your commentary? Uh, well, well you, you, there's a balance, and I've learned that. Like you. I, I don't even do the balance while I'm learning it still, but like you gotta interact with them because some of these players one take too long making a move, two, um, the first one, two, maybe three turns, not that they're irrelevant, but they're almost irrelevant. Like not much is happening, not until turn four and stuff. That's when you're really like, all right, try to hold up, let me, let me look at yeah. everything. Um, but that's when like these little mess ups happen because I'm not fully paying attention, so it goes back and forth to. All right, there shouldn't be stream judge, but like it's more entertaining. It gets frustrating in a sense, but like you gotta have a mix and match because if I just paid attention to the game, there's only so much I can talk about. Well, he charged a cover and played a cover. He's one. <laughs> Is he gonna activate the effect? He activated the effect, gave me 10k. And if I just did that, my God, I'll be bored. So like, yeah. clearly as we're watching it, I'm just like, all right, check. oh yeah, yeah, it was cool. And I'll be like, oh wait, hold up, what's happening? 
So things like that. And I'm still learning it. There's so much to learn about commentating while judging, yeah. especially the judge. Yeah. Like, set up the tables is horrendous for me. Um, I need a box <laughs> that like if I press a button, it will light up over there because every time I've done this judge thing, I have to get up and run, be like, wait, guys, I get uh. the box to try to save to save the game state. Um, so I need to buy something today because come Columbus, uh, I want to have something instead of like right next to them have like a buzzer or something that yeah. lights up. So when I press the button, it lights up. Be like, Yo, stop playing. Let me go over there real quick. That actually makes um, a lot of sense. Yeah, so it helps out. Like, the cool thing is, like, I'll have a paper that says judge on it, yeah. and when they need a judge, they'll put a smack down in the middle, and I'll come. I'm like, oh, cool. I know they need me. Yeah. But um, I'm still working out the balance. I'm just having a great time doing it. Uh, people who are unhappy with it, um, it's better than a commentator not being able to do anything. It yeah. sucks when you're watching the game, and you're like, dude, I got cheated, and the commentator's like, yeah, that sucks. Now I can't do anything about it. That that is horrible to watch a game like that. Yeah. So at least with this, we have a chance to at least fix it. That one ruling that happened, um, it the mistake was, I just did not pay attention to the combo because this is the sem- This is top eight. For you to combo a 10k for free shouldn't happen. Okay? Yeah. It shouldn't happen, but I didn't notice. And then once the chat like reminded me about it. Um, so we're like, oh, these fans, like, okay, cool, I'll go over there. Hey, how'd I get there? Oh, I don't know. What? What do you mean you don't know? Like, yeah. and it's after the extra card, too. It's like perfect four cards that were on top of the extra card. Like, but like, they're saying, and the fact that, that I said they're saying, they're like, oh, so you don't know. I'm like, not 100%. I know it was four, but not 100% now. Yeah. I'm like 99%, and 99 is not 100%. Yeah. No, of course. I mean, like you said, just that balance between commentator. Because, you know, I commentated fighting games where you don't need a judge because the game itself is a judge. But, like, having that mindset to, like, be entertaining for chat and then paying attention to and, like, at the same time paying attention and seeing what's going on and then having to go on rulings and having to stop and go and stop and go. Man, 1,000% kudos to you for making that happen because that is phenomenal. Like, that is honestly, like, a very tough job and we appreciate you doing it, to be honest. Like, cause like you said, there's a lot of com- there's not a lot, but there's some complaints. Like, why can't you guys say anything? Or like, like you like you mentioned, it's like it's not their job. Their job is here to entertain you. But yeah. here, you got you can do both, and that's the beautiful thing about it. And even then, it's not good enough for some people. You know, <laughs> no, it should be like this. All right, guys. You know what? If you have the fun, do it. <laughs> um, it's frustrating. So you kind of touched on it a little bit late uh, earlier too. You're usually one of the first people to either make or pilot these rogue decks that just put in that work, like Hercule, for one, uh, the World Tournament Hercule, and uh, Toa, obviously, and like in Demigra, like you mentioned earlier. What tips do you give to people for deck building, or do you kind of just go with, like, do you kind of just go with something that looks fun, or do you go with something that's like, no one's playing this, and people aren't understanding yet? how this breaks the current meta. Like, how do you go about that? Um, surprise factor. That's huge. Uh, when a person has to read a card or doesn't know so it's taking an attack or blocking an attack, that's a big factor. And I love, that's actually my favorite way of playing games. It's like, try to bring something new to the table. Um, truth be told, it's it's going, every time it's a knife to a gunfight, you know what the meta is. You know why that deck is the best deck. You try to beat it, but there's only so many cards, a card pool that like kind of helps you. Um, I know the Migro was one of those that like, it gets there, but all it is is 15 poking. And 
Come turn five. I didn't kill you. You hit me with a bomb like Gogeta. I lost. Um, Toho felt like that for the meta that it was at at the moment. With um, Cold Blood Lust at four, I was going in there with a, a knife with three minus Timber Zone, which kind of helped, but I needed like the perfect combination and them messing up for me to win uh, a game. The sequence had to be perfect. And that's that's the part where I'm being frustrated. It, it's a sequence. You know, all right, I can beat them if I have this and do this line of play. But to get those pieces and to kind of guess how your opponent's going to react, all right, he's definitely going to do it like this. It, it gets frustrating. You need to pull these wins out. Like, after Soul Striker, after I won with that, um, the next deck I wanted to play was Golden Frieza. Mm. I got third in Indianapolis with it. Um, and that, the whole day was, man, like, this deck is so good, fun as hell. But it, it had its struggles. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, I, all these times I take these road decks, it's, the struggle is just fun playing with the surprise factor. Yeah. Herfield was definitely one of that surprise factor, by the way. Like, oh, I didn't yeah, know it was good until one of the locals said it was good. We yeah. All, oh, sorry. Uh, we all thought it was crap here in PDG. This one kid, like, kind of mentioned to me. I'm like, oh, well, you know, let me try it. We tried it. Not bad. I made, like, a mono red. And then um, I messaged Eric Goodwin because, you know, going to so many events, you meet, like, cool players, cool people. So uh, me and him were talking a little bit. I'm like, hey, dude, you know what? I'm actually trying this Hercule deck. And I showed him my list. He's like, dude, try it like this. And he showed me the the blue package with Button. I never knew Button was a card. Um, <laughs> he showed me like that. And yo, fantastic list. And that's why, you know, I gave him all the shout outs, which got him in trouble because he wasn't supposed to give it to somebody like me, mm. which sucks because, like, I, I wanted to be friendly. Yeah. But apparently that got him in trouble and stuff. And I felt bad. So ever since then, I never asked people for lists. Yeah, that's I, unfortunate. Yeah, people just care to say, oh, I made it first. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, I made Toa and gave it to the guy who got 16th in AC. Yeah. And I'm like, you're the Toa player. No one knows me as Toa. It's fine. Um, and it's, it's not a big deal. I feel like the person who does good with the deck is the curator of it, even though someone else made it. You're the one that piloted it, right? So all these people who were once somewhat of a brag be like, Oh, you know, I'm the first mate. Who the hell cares? Yes. I tell a girl, I'm like, oh, you know, I made this deck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm the, first, I'm the first one to lift uh, 250 pounds. Okay. It's one of those that are irrelevant as hell. I guess it just makes people feel better. <laughs> I just like playing road decks. I like the surprise factor. So, so at what time in which deck to you was the most fun to play? Was it Hercule? No. Hell no. And that was a fun deck, but not fun the most fun i've ever had was golden freezer hmm. golden freezer like uh kid goku was not nah, kid goku um sorry that goku was really good really good like fun not bad i got destroyed round three in richmond by mecha hand destruction deck um destroyed me and i i it when you lose early and you know there's like 11 rounds because back then there was 11 rounds Jeez, um it, it, it just kind of messes you up a little bit especially after getting destroyed if i lose but it was a close game i'm like oh, okay you know that it happens but getting destroyed kind of sets you back like is this that good i don't even know what happened there yeah. um and i remember i'm i'm guaranteed making day two is my last game um <laughs> it's my last game and i'm get, uh, against trey faircall this is the worst loss i've ever had to be honest um I'm going against him. I see Rosal training first. He doesn't see it at all. And my life's at eight. His is at one. 
I lost that game. I'll never know how. I'll never know how. But I know I lost that game. Oh my goodness. I had eight full lives. He had one. I lost that game. I couldn't believe it. Um, so that's something that happens, right? But the most fun I ever had was definitely Golden Freezer just because the line of play was so interesting. Uh, Trey was a judge for the next event um, in Indy when I'm playing Golden. Yeah. And I'm playing against this mecha red something deck. Um, he sees the board. It's like two chompers, triple strikes. These things, it's, it's a huge board. And he walks away. When he comes back, he sees him swinging for game. He's like, you are a god. And I'm like, that's the board, baby. That's the board. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, nah, that's funny. So, um, when it, so how did you feel when Golden Freezer tried to make a comeback with Lemon Lime? Oh, it's cute. It's a cute deck. It's cute. Like, yeah, that's what it is. It's a cool deck, and it's one of those that I would consider like local levels. Mm. Um, you can take it to a competitive, but that's the knife to the gunfight. Like, yeah. you know what your deck does. You know, you surprise people, but it doesn't do enough to the meta. Uh, no. Against against Shenron, a deck like that just doesn't do anything. But that's not true, Peter. I won this time and stuff. Dude, we're just talking about like, logistics when you go against like a really good player and you're a really good player and that stuff happens. The cards itself can tell you something. And what Shenron does, the hand advantage it gets, Golden Freezer can't do anything in time wow. before they go off. So right there, that tells you where that deck is at. We have There's tiers, just like in fighting games. You, yeah. know, you play this one character. This character is better than this character. There's there's a yeah. Um Golden Freezer is up there to like, oh, man, great leader ability, la, la, la. But there's a tier list with like Shenron or even Janimba and stuff like that. Maybe this deck beats Janemba because it's hand destruction. Yeah. But like, just like, to do, the word Shenron automatically, you're like, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Not that's not yeah. You're going to so, hit the hand. Yeah. <laughs> so in all your, all the games you played and all of the games you've watched, streamed and judged, commentated, what has been a play that has stuck out to you the most as like, wow, this shit is wild. I can't believe you just did that kind of play. Okay, well, I will send you the video. I can show you the best play. The fact that it was me is irrelevant as hell. I can show you the best play that was ever done in DBS history. I have to go through the archive to find it, but I remember it's the final of, like, one of our um, store championships. Like, you got that nice little plaque and stuff. And yeah. Nice promos and stuff. Um, I'm going against Mecha Apes. And I'm playing uh, Mass Saiyan. Um, Mass Saiyan, I was trying to be different, right? Yeah. I'm going to four energy. He has three blockers. Uh... His life is like at one, but he has three blockers, Keiko uh, Kushugas. I have no creatures on board. I'm just going to four energy. And in that turn, I swing my leader first, and I burst, burst three, you know, trying to get the crit. And the card that I draw, it's like the Holy Grail. I did the flick, and that's why people knew what the hell the flick was. I did the flick. I actually drew um, um, trunks overseen. One of the trunks. I need a, a, a guy that comes in to play for free. I drew that. Okay. We got plays. I'll check, I played it, checked top two, I got a cob. I'm like, okay. Right now, you're doing the math, that's two attackers. Uh, from there, I swung with the trunks. Now, if he had a shoot guess kick over, yeah, I got blown out. But the fact is, that's the surprise factor. He doesn't know where my deck is. Right now, I just played a card for free. I still have four mana open. He doesn't want to waste his shoot guess kick over. So I swing 15. You know, he stops it, cob, whatever he did with it. Next, I paid for, played a starter deck trunks that evolves over 
uh, or Trunks to bring out a three drop onto the board, and I brought Haru Haru out on tap four. Okay, cool. Now I swing with the Trunks double strike. He blocks or whatever the case is. Still doesn't use the Shugash Kigoku. All right. Again, he does not know what my deck is, but I still have four and reopen. All right. I evolve again with a new Trunks. I got rid of that Trunks to evolve another. Brought out another Haru Haru. And it was like, dude, what is this play happening? It's literally the best play. When you see it, I got to send you the link. I'm going to dig for it. But, like, like we had a commentator at that time. It was uh, George and um, Scott, Scotty? Scott, yeah. Scott? Um, and the hype that was going on. The best part is, um, I'm swinging with everything. By the end of it, the the last swing that got there, I had to play a Jabarobi. I can't say the name. The, the hell of the name. But the two-drop <laughs> revenge blocker, the fat guy. Jabarobi? Jabarobi. We call him Yajabroni. 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 I paid two for that swung combo. Uh, oh my god. Uh, and a thing swing for 20, and I won like that. But like, I'm telling you, from no creatures on board to like swinging eight times, it was the best play I've ever seen, ever done. It's the best. It's best play at DBS. I don't care what it was. Oh like, my they see the goodness. Back. That's the best play. And and the chat, because it was like live and stream, um, they're like, oh my God, what? And someone was like, he's just a boy. <laughs> That's the favorite one. That was like my favorite one. He's that man has a, a family. Oh my God. Oh, man. Oh, that sounds so dirty. I actually can't wait to see that. Just you explaining Bro, I, it sounds so hype. I know. I love my favorite player in BBS. Oh, all right, so kind of going back to the older formats, out of all the cards that are banned right now, which do you think would be fine to come back? Banned or limited? Um, all right, give me some examples. So uh, Bardock, the Progenitor, uh, SS3, Mecha before Errata, Mecha Frieza, yeah. uh, Flute, and um, yeah, just cards like that. Well, flu could be easy counter now because they they got that Goku and the Goku's actually pretty good. The no escape, yeah. So flu flu can be completely. It can come back, and the thing is, they automatically make you put a card in your sideboard. If flu came back into you know three, four, whatever the hell it is, is it banned or is it a one? Is it's it banned. banned, completely. Okay. So like, if it came back, you know that that sideboard could be there, and that makes a dead card in your your deck. Cool. Yeah. And if it was a four super dead card, like super dead card. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those that like you get away game one with it and then game two they side and then that's a dead card but maybe you side it away so it's just better to keep it banned yeah. um, Bardock no that one drop was insane that one drop was insane like the moment it came out it was just they didn't know the design of it because yeah. people play a different way that we play um, they find that taking a life early is bad they, they think that. They thought that, at least. So when making the design of that card, they're like, oh, you know, it hurts you more than anything. It's like an even trade. No, no, that card was insane. What's wrong with you dudes? Yeah. I wanted that thing banned, like, the very first thing. And it came out the same time SS3 came out or something? Yeah, I think so it was, like, the next yeah. set. Yeah, so, like, SS3 literally just woke up that same turn. Usability, all right, wake up, draw two, swing, all right, untap two. Literally the same turn. You guys are broken. And the fact that they ruled it were... It, it should have been a go. Whatever. We're getting into. No, I don't want him. <laughs> um, Mecca. Mm, I think. I think it, it could come back pre-ban. But like, 
because my God, you you actually see me the whole time in that game, like my hand like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking in my whole time, my hand's like, oh man. And I know, uh, like that day, I played like nine rounds or something like that. Um, <laughs> so it, it was cool. I'm just trying to find the perfect time for you to see. All right, show time. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll say I'll say that at the end. Now we can get a live reaction to when I'm watching it, because I'm right. really excited. Bro, so. <laughs> I got it. Uh, bro, uh, you know what? I even found it. I got you the time. Oh, got you the time to look at it. It's an hour and nine minutes. Oh, I think an hour and nine minutes this game. That sucks. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's an hour and nine. I'm just gonna show you the fast yeah. forward of this thing. Oh man. All right. So, uh, Jackbox Four just dropped at the time in this video. Uh, what is? What do you think? What are some cards you looked forward to, or that you think are like kind of gonna help assist the meta in some type of way? Like, what cards are you looking forward to? Okay, we're in the red cards. Okay, cool. So in red cards, um, a lot of people like this Gatlin Cannon. Yeah. I good. The only time it's good against Pan, because there's a ruling on it that counterplay happens before any autos. So let's say they, they're bringing out the trumps, the surge power, the one that Pan pumps it, and you draw two cards. Yeah. Awesome. The fact that this is a counterplay, it happens when the creature's on board, but that green text happens before any blue text, so any autos. So you will kill the trunks before it ever got to 5k. Meaning yeah. you'll draw absolutely nothing and you played a card already. Pan couldn't pump it, but it tried to. The activation did happen. So it, it ruins Pan. Mm. So very good card against Pan. Outside of that, I can't see what's good about this card. Yeah. Maybe against Cell. Since we talked about Cell. Cell could be a 4. Play Cell or kill it. Bring him back, so man. Outside of that, it's like, oh, counterplay. They'll still get their auto, like, I was using the pan example, but like a regular one like Vegeta the Fool will still pop and make you warp a card out of the hand. That auto still resolves. Yeah. That one resolves. But something that's trying to catch something, this hits it before being catched. Mm. Um, Jiren, I've been working with him. <clears throat> Too much setup. Um, not a fan. <clears throat> sorry, sorry. Oh, All right, but we're going to talk about this alien guy, right? Yeah. The card Under Guru. Uh, I can't read. I don't know the name of this. Alien Bonds. Okay, Mugen and Alien Bonds. Okay, cool. That's, yeah. That's the card. The other one, kind of crap, not a big deal. But mm. this one, very interesting. So this one is active battle once per turn, Bond 2, Alien. So you need another Alien to make this card work. But let's read it real quick. Choose up to one red Alien cards in battle, and it gains 10k power for the duration of the turn. It double beams an Alien, but it doesn't say battle card. You can actually beam a leader. No, you can give a leader 10k. For the duration of the turn. That's insane. The problem is, the red alien leaders are crap. That is a huge problem. Another problem is, he doesn't have barrier. They can kill him before they ever swing. Yeah. So, as good as you're like, oh, this is good. Because you lose nothing. It's not like you have to sack this guy. This guy is active battle on your opponent's turn, on your turn. Yeah. Anytime, once per turn. Now, really quick, let's just go up real. Let's go up where it says choose leader. Yeah. And it, it should be at red already. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, red aliens, just to help you out, there's only four. There's that Khalifa from mm -hmm. the draft box. She, she's an alien, which is interesting. She's a self-awakening, pumps up the team. Not bad. Not yeah. horrible. The next one is Kale. Um, and fun fact, the U6 uh, package, the red one, the red veggies, Yeah. they're, they're aliens. So, you can make something like that. It's not bad. Yeah. And to make this leader good, you need at least a Kefla on the board. So you don't have to discard when you swing. Okay, not bad. The next two aliens is Hit from set one, which yeah. is horrendous. 
we're not playing this. And last one is Kepler, the the fusion, the one yeah. you six, but you're making like an alien package, and most of the time, like it, it becomes very awkward. I haven't found a built, but that card is one of the most interesting ones because it, it can be almost dangerous if I can make it work. Yeah. And that's where that rogue thing happens. That's something that can catch uh, an opponent off guard. Like, what? You yeah. have a 25k leader? I, you can't hit it. I have to remove it. Let's say I have two on the board. Now you got to remove two. And, like, it's a two drop, so Shenron can bring it back. There's synergy. There's a deck out there. But I haven't figured it out yet. I'm trying. That's another video soon. I even got a thumbnail. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, more exciting card. This boo is pretty cool. The one that brings out a three drop. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought it was cool because it doesn't require, um, uh, like, three drop 15K. It's three drop. Any three drop. Yeah. As long as it's red. So, kind of interesting on that one. And then last of that, Leak Topo. No, we, we got to talk about Topo before I go to the other one. I found out Topo is actually insane. Topo, time. the Righteous Aid, is the is one of the cards. I was like, this card is, this card is literally uh, OG Topo on crack. Like, he That's is great. so That's ugly. Great. Uh, you guys are going to see soon. Well, I'm sure we'll get in that topic, but there is a deck out there that's uh, red, yellow um, monkeys. That Ooh. is a very real deck, very strong deck. And my opponent was green, red Goku and played this on me. Okay, I, that, that turn, I'm going for game. I have a game. He played this, I'm like, okay. Uh, I swung with another card, pitch two, he negated again. I'm like, all right, kind of hurts, but I should be fine. Swing, negated again. I'm like, Oh, okay. This my hand side became huge. That the last swing that I was possibly able to do, I only comboed so much, which was still like fifty-five. Mm -hmm. I, I had like fifty-five or like sixty. My hand was huge before that, though. And this card literally ate maybe six, eight cards because I just committed to that turn. I was like, I'm gonna win no matter what. And the reason why, because KO Cannon was gonna happen next, and I know I was, I couldn't defend KO Cannon, so I knew I had to win. This destroyed that turn. I could have won because of this card. Wow. Um, last but not least, the card we're talking about is this Vegeta. Even though it's only red leader, mm. so good. Minus 20k the board, so good. The yeah. whole beam thing, like give your leader 5k more, also strong. But like this, this card itself, definitely good. It just hasn't found a home yet. Yeah. Red Prism is like what they're talking about, but Red Prism's another deck where ah, you say the word Shenron and you automatically like ah. Oh, that's not good because yeah. they, they don't have a card to deal with Gogeta they, and they ramp faster than you so they'll get to turn 5 before you can get to your 6 your kill turn Gogeta you you don't have a hand anymore you lost yeah so um, next color we can go to is blue when blue has well, let's go to the 3 drop Frieza uh, Frieza universe 7 first of all it's a Frieza so you know I like it second of all it's just good all around good stats probably misses time because like a few sets in if this had came out would have been huge yeah now uh, the game's evolved to something else where this might be too slow but barrier blocker and coming out from the grave is incredible uh universe seven freezer pitch a universe seven card draw two cards you pitch this then bring it right back would have been good yeah. um goku Super Saiyan 3, the leader that we just talked about. Yeah. You, you would have pitched this, got two, and the following turn you can bring it back. It's almost like a plus one. Um, the only deck that I've seen really cool use of it is like Karudagon, but it's too slow at that point. Yeah. Karudagon swings, pitches, and then brings it back. Great card, because the fact that it has barrier too, but um, it's probably past its time. 
next we'll go into the four drop Goku, Ultra Instinct. This card is going to see play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you would think it's bad because it's four. It's actually super needed. Uh, this monkey deck that I'm telling you about, yeah. this five drop monkey gives everything barrier. It's so hard to deal with. Such a pain that um, it, it's it's going to be a meta thing. You're literally going to see. Um, it's one of the decks we're looking into taking a Nats. Even though it's meta, I don't want to play it. I just I saw it and I saw how good it was. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And this card answers uh, the monkey because it's it, there's so many. That card, that monkey just does not die to almost anything. No. Like if you chain attack Zeno, sure, then that's one out. But this is like a guarantee. Get rid of that, and then my whole hand is just 10k's. I'm like, oh, that's a huge problem. Yeah. So you will see play of this. I give you my word. Okay. Um, this Janimba, uh, Crit Janimba, a lot of people are excited for it. We haven't seen what's good about it yet, so just putting it out there. Yeah. Next color, green. Uh, not much we can say about green. Uh, green, my favorite card in green. Probably my favorite card in the set is the Five Drops of Masu. Mm. This Five Drops of Masu is the first Monarch of the game. Um, if you play Yu-Gi-Oh! You know what monarchs are. You tribute one, right? Yeah. It costs one energy, and I have to tribute a total of five, which was most of the time just you can tribute himself. Like if you swing with him, you can pay one tribute, swing again. You can tribute himself. He's almost like a monarch. Huh. Um, and the fact that he's indestructible, so solid. He can be countered by like denial of hope, so that kind of sucks. You get rid of him like that. But I find him very interesting. Um, the card right next to him is also just a beast, a monster card, but like. What deck is going to play it? Right now, hint, hint, putting it out there, that uh, green, yellow, blue, Janemba deck, it's probably going to run two of this. This card is very good for that deck. Uh, yeah. no not to, because they run green already, and it only costs one green. Um, the Piccolo, right? Say again? You're talking yeah, about the Piccolo, right? Yep. Yeah. After active battle, once per turn, so on your opponent's turn or your turn, it's almost like a negate, but it removes something. Yeah. And barrier, so it almost can't get removed so itself. Ugly. It's so strong. So imagine Janemba not have to deal with battle card, just to leave to negate. All right, negate that one. You swing with a battle card, okay, pop it. You don't swing with it, I don't care, pop it. Like, you're going to pop it on your turn either way. The card is nasty. It's just the only home that I've seen it so far in is Janemba. I'm still trying to break it, do something with it. I haven't figured it out yet. Um, <laughs> and an honorable mention will be that 17, Super mm -hmm. 17. The problem is that it gets denial of hope, and it makes me mad. 19 is just like, oh my god. It, it just, or like you bring it out and it gets chomped, tapped. You're like, dude, you got no value off it. Yeah. And it has so much potential. All right, next card. Uh, yellow. Yellow, yellow, yellow. Um, we thought this monkey two drop was going to see so much play because it draws you two cards. Yeah. Uh, great Ape, Son Goku, Saiyan, Intact? In Instincts? Instincts. Yeah. There you go. Um, Active main, pay two colorless, send it from dropper to warp, draw two cards. Oh my god, this card is plus. It's too slow. It's not good enough. Yeah. Um, the card that you will see play is, we we know the King Vegeta, the skill drain of this game. I've seen it in Shenron, great card. But this monkey deck became a thing because this monkey that costs two, only costs one now, comes into play for free, taps something down, this is four drop monkey next to Goku, in case you don't know what this is. It's uh, yeah. called Grade A Bardock uh, Rider Warcry. There you go. Um, oh, is that Raiders? Raiders Warcry. Yeah. There you go. Um, 
it's nasty in the deck because once you have the five drop monkey giving it everything barrier and making all your sand cards cost one less to combo he costs one to combo he comes in fray and your opponent's turn or your turn he taps something down he draws a card he has barrier because your other monkey's giving it wait until you see that deck it's real it's part of our patreon in case I'm hey that shameless plug baby hey. <laughs> oh no but that's uh i thought it was whatever deck because when marcel makes a deck i'm just like oh yeah and <laughs> i got he played me with it. And I'm like, this deck is cool. Uh, let's go to Black real quick. Yeah. All right. Uh, Market Watch. Just trying to help people. Do not pay 30 bucks for the Super Saiyan 3 Tag Team Trunks. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> this guy is a good maybe 10 bucks. But 30 is horrendous. Uh-huh. Um, not one of our decks play it. Not one deck we've tested is good enough for it to play. Because no matter what, it's like, you can get a double strike if you lose a, if you pitch a card. Let me give you a hint. Black cards or black decks already. I know damn well black decks ain't playing this because the hand size of black decks is not that good. Yeah. If we're talking about Toa, Toa doesn't even attack. It doesn't need to do this. It can do its mirror play. Yeah. The Meager just has a hand size that's not that good for it to play this. It All around, not a $30 card. Yeah. Um, the mirror, the seven drop mirror, insane. Really good. 30K, pretty much free, draws a card. Good. It most likely will replace the Science of Sulu, but it depends what you're trying to do with it. Because Science of Sulu, you draw two cards, swing, and at least you're wasting a the negate. Yeah. They're, they're going to waste a negate on it. Um, so it does get a little more value, but like in Toa, you're sure going to play the seven. Yeah. So. And the two drop food right above it. I'm a huge fan of this card. I'm a huge fan. Pay two, remove from the game because Black Leaders can put it back into the drop, not a problem. Yeah. And grab two and grab pretty much any card you want back to your hand. There's value in this. There's, it's pretty good. I, I see it really good. And last but not least, multicolor. It's multicolors. Every multicolor is good. If it's, Dude, I'm so excited for the Chompa beers. Chompa beers, oh. really good. Uh, maybe the weakest one is Hercule, but even then, like you, someone's gonna come up with this badass Hercule um, Majin Buu deck, the one that attacks twice that active. They're gonna come up with something like that, or AOD. Yeah. Uh, Agent of Destruction. So. I, we haven't tested enough, so we're thinking this is probably the worst one, but most likely it's, like, super good. Um, and not much to say about dual colors. Dual colors, yeah. you, you need dual colors. They're, they're so good in every game. Yeah. So, uh, out of all the cards, there was one that really stuck out to me as, like, super duper annoying, and I feel like it's going to be a lot of issues for people. Uh, you tell me if I'm wrong. Remote Serious Bomb? For one, to literally make your opponent warp anything... And since a lot, not many cards are coming with barrier nowadays, it's like it seems kind of broken in my opinion. What do you feel about that card? Um, honestly, it's fine. If you think it's shit, I'm fine. <laughs> it, it, it's not that good. Yeah? Uh, yeah. It, it's active main so only on your turn. Your opponent chooses what the hell they want to get rid of. It's fair. Um, so the fact that they choose what they want to get rid of, cool. Uh, with U6 being out, they can choose their Champa Vados and then just pitch a card and then tap on your energy. So this costs two to discard your opponent one because they can't get rid of the Chompa Vados. Like yeah. they can target their Chompa Vado and then save it. So you think about the scenario like that. You're like, eh, all right, it doesn't work for that. Oh, uh, this monkey deck that I'm telling you about, everyone has barrier. Yeah, yeah, that. it's fair. Um, and that, that's just bad ruling on Bandai too. Barrier yeah. shouldn't, like this situation, these th- cards that say your opponent chooses one, should get around barrier. That should be huge. Thank you. A gray edition for Bandai Hero. They did something like that, incredible, but they refused to do it, and I don't understand why. Yeah. This card, actually, I would, 
I would give thumbs up if that was the case. But it's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very fair. No, I never thought of it like that. Especially like you're mentioning all these decks that are coming out that have, like, if the monkey deck is really going to be as powerful, and I'm, and I believe you are, because who else am I going to believe? You know, who am I going to trust? But uh, it's it's definitely going to be scary. It's it sounds like if that card doesn't do anything to it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, it's more and more like that card. It's cool. The picture's cool, and if you see a foil, you're gonna be like, damn. But uh, <laughs> it's not doing enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just the moral of the story. There was a card exactly like that for androids. Mm. If you combo with it, uh, your opponent chooses one and, you know, sends it to the drop area, maybe not warp, but it was another situation that letting your opponent choose, uh, never, it never works. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, you also I've, you also mentioned on a comment earlier that Toa is not the play for Nats. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel that? Um, <laughs> all right, so fun fact. Do you know what monkey I'm talking about? When I say yeah, yeah, the the great King Vegeta. Yeah, absolute yeah. defense, something like yeah. that. It's truly absolute defense. Um, one, that deck is aggressive. It's it's aggressive. Two, Toa cannot touch that monkey. And let me tell you why not. Um, it can't remove the barrier off him. Because uh, it's a permanent. It's a permanent giving him barrier. That's right. And if you remove the barrier, the permanent kicks in again and gives a barrier again. So Toa absolutely has no answer to that five drop monkey. Wow. Um, and that five drop monkey gives everyone else barrier, so it has no answer to the board. Um, the only like the the best thing they can do is call me a big board, but it's a five drop that monkey. The king itself is not leaving. Yeah. Um, and already Toa doesn't have the best matchup against U six, so it is a strong deck, probably really good against Shenron. Um, but I feel like there's a new contender there that these aggro decks are going to go in. I just don't see Toa being the absolute player anymore. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So if you don't mind me asking, what is the leader running these monkeys? Oh, it's Broly. Broly? Oh. Broly is just the best because uh, the pressure he gives, uh, your your 25 monkey swings, all right, so now you're defending your 25, you waste whatever cards you need to. Um, I can use my leader, stand it again, swing, and then the field card stands it so you can't even attack it. Now you have a barrier 25. You have to attack it active, then I can protect you because all my cards cost 10k free. Um, since Broly came out, I've always felt like Apes was the play. Like it was going to happen at some point. I don't know since why. Since Broly came out, there hasn't been another yellow leader to use. Yeah. That, that's just the truth. That's fair. Um, that, that yellow leader is the superior. It's what Goku was, the, the one that got banned. Yeah. Um, you can make any deck. And if you switch the leader to that Goku, it just became better. Um, you know, some decks are just different. Like Shenron, of course, is different. Toa is different. But um, this Broly, most of the time, if your rogue deck is doing whatever BS is doing, this Broly leader just makes it better. It's self-awakener, so you don't have to put any awakened cards in there, which is already great for your deck construction when you don't have to worry about putting stuff like that. Um, and his abilities almost unfair tap something down for free no no cost tap something down untap any of your cards any of them he is just a superior leader period yeah. uh do i want him banned no but i want him gone <laughs> does that make sense I, I do you want won't. him gone more than janemba um no 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 of course janemba's first janemba's <laughs> first. for sure janemba first but like i'm not a fan of what this leader offers yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome really if it wasn't for him, I don't know what monkeys would use. 
because uh, the self-awakening part is what's what makes it so good it's pressure and then that whole untapping thing it, it adds more pressure it's more pressure yeah. and more pressure coming at you because it's probably and then the one of cold bloodless is always fun right of course especially when you swag out and get the purple one Oof. Ooh. <laughs> All right, so as we wind down here, because once again, I appreciate your time and it's getting late, uh, let us know where to find you on the social medias and, you know, uh, what to look forward to for PPG, whether it's PPG the Card Shop or Peter Plays Games. Um, well, I'm always posting on YouTube. Like, PPG posts anything DBS-related most of the time to me. Marcel is now doing videos at Jacksonville at his home. Mm. Um, when it comes to social media, I do try to post on my page. That's PPG... Peter Katani, that one's cool. Um, but like, like me, me, like real me is my Instagram, which is mm -hmm. Peter Katani eighty nine. That's the year I'm born. Um, hey, same. Yeah. So, uh, if you find me on social media, social media is private. But like, I add everyone who goes in. It's private mostly for my exes, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so in that sense, should I block them? No, I don't want them to feel like I'm blocking them though. You know, I want them to feel welcome. And if yeah. they me, that'd be cool. But um, yeah, if you see the real me, like me singing in a car, it, that that's mostly shown on my Instagram slash real Facebook. Um, but yeah, so that's that's stuff. Uh, I'm commentating until Nats, and then I'm playtesting on the side, trying to get ready for Nats. Nats is going to be a hellstorm, by the way. Yeah. Um, there's so many decks out there and you can't prepare you can't be prepared for every and the day of um mats we get a new product so there's no preparation to be honest is it going to be legal yeah oh that's right they always do it the day it's released oh that's scary yeah it's it's like 18 new cards but like they're to help out like three other decks um and of course we're going to get previews of them first so like there's some sort of testing uh, and luckily it's like a box so like you get all the cards if you buy like two of the boxes and stuff yeah. so imagine it being like a brand new set that would have been horrendous yeah um because then no way players can be prepared yeah. but um nonetheless uh Nats is still going to be hellstorm because there's no way to prepare for all these decks we have an idea what's the best deck um but this deck loses to this and this deck loses to that um so we haven't all picked one. Last last year, all PPG took the same deck. We all took Androids. Knowing that, um, what was it? Once we swap was the best deck. Yeah. Uh, we were prepared for that deck. We, we built this deck to count and okay, we're going to do fine. Shenron was the problem for us. And we just didn't think people would have the balls to take Shenron. Because once we swap, destroy Shenron. No, people still took the balls. And wow. took Shenron. So, Literally. Uh, that's what happened. And so, so do you so do you feel like right now it's a super healthy meta because of that? Yeah, no, no, it's healthy for sure. Uh -huh. And it's funny, you know, it, it's one of those that people also complain. It's like it's not healthy because you can't prepare for a tournament with all these random decks going around. But then if it was one powerful deck, it's not, it's not healthy because then it's like, oh, it's unfair. This 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 card is so good. Again, the community never happy with anything. So, right now, where the game is, yeah, I say it's healthy. I can understand where it's frustrating playing against um, playing against these decks because it's so random left field, and one deck can probably do great against everything, but lose to one specific deck, and that's that's how this meta is, which I think is good. 
um, we do the chart. We, we do a chart here where we pick like five, what we think is the best deck, and we try to compare it. Um, Janimba beat everyone but Shenron. It was able to beat everyone but Shenron. So we consider Janimba probably one of the best decks right now. Yeah. Um, just because it almost has no bad matchups. But the Shenron one is that bad of a matchup. After Cyborg, it could get better. But it's still, it's, it's just that, that, that little factor. Everything else, and again, this is where maybe your viewers be like, oh, that's not true. I beat Janimba all the time with, you know, my... Whatever thing, whatever leader is, you'd be surprised. Like this again, humble Peter. Yeah, there's humble, but like when there's not smart people saying stuff, it's just like, oh, bro, come on, just stop. <laughs> stop. Especially the the like there's one guy here at the shop that's so sassy. I want to say sassy. I know that's not the word. More yeah. of a jackass, to be honest. But we'll say he's sassy. Mm. Um, he's like, I beat that deck all the time. Like, he's that guy. He's, like, he's, he's playing Shenron Jiren, and he's like, and he's like, I could do one two swap. No, no, you can't. Just stop, please. And it's one of those that you like. I have to stay face because you know YouTube and stuff. <laughs> I have to stay face. I have to be nice. But it's one of those like, it's the fact that you're giving attitude with it that pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, I'd be one two swap with Jiren. Who who wins anything with Jiren? Uh. Uh, that is super cool, but it wasn't being one to swap. Yeah. Automatically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the people. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely going to be an interesting match. I, I can't wait to see how you guys do, because PPG is always one of those, one of those, uh, obviously one of those teams that's just always on top, always strong, you know, it's one of the elite teams out there, just well, to know, be honest. A lot of people forgot about us. A lot of people forgot that, so? like, where we are. Yeah, they, they put it to, um, like, G-Sport has actually been really good. G-Sport Entertainment is actually doing what PPG did in the beginning, you know, got our name out there, won events. Um, all the players are really good, and then Dayhan is just making a name for himself. Um, that He's so good that PPG just doesn't want to play him. Like, <laughs> he's just a monster. Um, and he's so casual, too. He's a, like, you guys say I'm humble, like, no, that guy just doesn't speak. He, he's the equivalent of a Buddha. Like, he's good, just doesn't say nothing. Just play him, and you'll you'll see that strength. Um, after that, you know, what what other teams are? Oh, team Ellipsis, Ellipsis, right? Philadelphia. Yeah. Good people too, and uh, they they play just a lot. Uh, that's like my Philly family. Good people. Yeah. Um, and like Shenron's Lair and um, uh, gamers, the gamers RS crew. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where Butter where Butters work. But Buttersworth is a G Sports. Okay, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, the same team. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Shenron Lair and stuff like that. Uh, Anthony also, I don't know if he's in the team. I think he's like with uh, Eddie Saint Hilaire, whatever team that is. Mm. Um, and and okay, so when I say whatever, I don't mean any diss on that. I just I don't know the name. No, of course. That's, that's as simple as it is. <laughs> um, so I, I know people doing team stuff, and that's cool as long as it's fun. Um, PPG kind of not fell off, but like. One, we kind of disappeared in one meta because none of the players wanted to play that meta. I think, mm. that was, I, I think it was one to swap, to be honest. Oh, no, it was the Shenron one. The take an extra turn one? Yeah. No, uh, yeah, that was a really bad meta. Um, and we, we're slowly coming back because we like this meta a lot. And, yeah, no, trying to get out there. But I can't play, so I can't rep PPG. I'm just a streamer now. Because <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. Like, playing on, on stream with uh, that, that deck. One, I was playing like a fun deck. I was having fun. But two, was the fact that I was playing. I don't get yeah. to play. I, 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 
I don't get to play rogue decks. That's just the truth. Because <laughs> when playtesting, I can only play real decks. Because even if I like what a deck is offering, they don't want to play me because, like, you're playing that. Like, if they win or lose, it doesn't matter because it's that surprise factor and it's not a real deck. It's not, it's not playtesting for them. Yeah. Um, and especially if the deck is gimmicky, like, uh, they're not going to consider it whatsoever, which that deck was super gimmicky. Um, so I, I, don't, I can't have fun that much here. But playing online with random people, that was nice. I have <laughs> so I finally got to play. That's awesome. All right, well, uh, as before we go off, let, so I have the video loaded up. Just tell me what time to go to see this play. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's coming down, it's coming down. Okay, I, did I not give you the time? I'm so sorry. I, I guess I have it here. It's, uh, we're going to start at 1.01.00. So an hour and one minute into the game, you will see it by an hour, one minute, and 22 seconds Ooh. is when I charge my next card. So you just see that board. You see that board. That is Mega Freezing. He might be tapped out fine, so I don't have to have a full bloodlust. Thank God. Holy girl, right? Yeah. But, oh, my goodness. He has three crit apes. Yeah. I just I just got a, I just got a one ten. Just watching through. Okay, um, you you see this you see this board and stuff. The fact is he has one life, so he can't go bloodluster. So there is a saving grace, right, on on what's happening here. Um, I'm taking forever to charge because I'm just like, what am I gonna do? I have to play this. You see these trunks in my hand, and I'm taking yeah. charge of it because I do not have the trunks. I don't have the free trunks to come out. Those trunks are useless. Is that me trying to charge the trucks? Is that me being stupid? I think he almost did. No, definitely. I'm just like, all right, cool. And this is against Andrew Duvall before he was PPG. Before I even knew who the hell this guy is, this was his very first tournament. Yeah. He, like, he, wow. He, he always tells me this is like one of his favorite games because of that play. Oh, <laughs> he was just surprised. You know, he studied the format. He didn't know what this deck did. That was the only thing. So cool. I do not have a play. I have a chair. That's literally all I have. But I know if I bring it out, I tap out, and it's not a good situation. And Ajiran's just going to die to... It, it, it's, it's just not the right play, period. Yeah. The fact that I'll talk about So I'm trying to think. I'm like, all right. I need this damn trunks. If I don't get this trunks, it's not a good day. Um, so let's see what happens. Let's see. All right, we're trapping. We're trapping. Let's see. Let's see. The let's flick. See. The flick. So one, two, three. I'm like, all right. All right. There's a there. And then this one card. Wait. So, okay. That, that's me swinging. That's me swinging. And, and that was the burst three. I got blocked on that kid. I'm drawing. I'm like, please give me this card. Oh, oh, you know what's funny? I don't, I don't know what you're watching. What time are you on? I'll pause it at 102.44. 102.44. Okay, you're a little. Okay, you're a little ahead of me. Okay. So right, tell me when to press play. No, no, no. 44, 44. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Uh, da, da, da. So, the card. I, okay, I'm, I'm here. So let's press play together. Bam. All right. Okay. So. Right there, I drew the trunks. I knew I drew the trunks from this attack, and this was huge because this is how I knew I can somewhat get there. I have a play now. He he blocked with that thing, and did I even combo? If I comboed on the recharge. No, you didn't. I didn't, right? No. Oh, he got, he got 20 because of the boot. His own effect. Yeah. So he just automatically got rid of it. So two choices. I pick the the combo because it's another attacker. Of course, of course. Put this in the bottom. It's a 10K. We don't get that. He's at one. Chopper wasn't the answer. All right, so I'm looking. I'm like, ah, all right. Mind you, this line of play probably took a little long because, one, I was super excited that this was going to happen. This was the purpose of the deck, and I couldn't do it all day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was two Haruharu's main in that deck because Matt, Oh, like, my goodness. Meta. So it's like, swing. Do not shoot against Kikoku. He blocked. Huh? Okay. 
in the back. I'm like, no combos. I don't want to intimidate him at all. Make him feel to waste Kid Goku Shuga. So I'm like, no combos. Just waste whatever you have to. Cool. All right, all right. This big play is going to happen. He doesn't have to combo anything. Cool. Let's see, let's see. Look, look how long I fucking look. My head is always on me. I'm just so stressed by this game. I'm just like, oh, that, that was the truth of it, too. I forgot game one, I messed up doing my super combo, and I only had four and work. So I scooped up. I scooped, and I had game mm. one. Up. So it made me tilt it. But all right, do it. Now I'm checking my warp. Haru, haru. Oh, damn. Good play. And, like, if you watch this with commentary, forget my commentary talking right now. Watch the commentary. People are like, oh, great play, and I love. Boom, on tap four. Okay, we're back again. We're doing something. Rocking my chair. I'm like, okay. Let's see what's happening. Let's see what's happening. Shuffle. All right. Does it like to do this? Oh, man, I'm a good back then. Let me tell you, let's get here. Um, <laughs> all right, so two years ago, man. Um, still thinking, should I play this? Nah, I know the right play. Boy, can you take forever? All right, all right. I know I swing with the 20K. Because we're, we're still, we know this guy has shoe gash Goku. How? We just have it's that gut feeling. That gut feeling tells us. Man, look at that hair. That was nice hair back then, man. Yeah, I'm surprised kind of, cut it. Yeah, I'm surprised myself. I have I had a lot of dandruff. It was frustrating. No, uh, that's just true. All right, 20k. Anything? No combos? No nothing? All right, cool. He, I said no combos. All right, he does a shoe guess, but only the 10k. Oh, he didn't bring anything out. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Nothing out. All right, that's fine. Thank you, sir. I will bring this guy out. Whew. He's like, wait, is that the same thing? I'm like, yep. I'm doing the super fast. I'm like, haro haro again. On tap four. Huge play. From from nothing to getting two attacks in already. I was like, oh, well, also leave three attacks. So from nothing to three attacks. And right there, that's three more attacks. Three more. And then the common that I had eight attacks from nothing. Yeah. Oh, dude, I remember the story so well. <laughs> this is one of my favorite things. So I'm on tap completely. This is where he should get Kirk Goku. This is the best part. Right? This trumps. And then other people want to take away my credit. Want to take away this game from me and be like, oh, if he had Shugesh Kid Goku in the beginning, he would have lost. Yeah, that's great. He did. That's really what would have happened. The fact is, he didn't know what my deck did, and I played it tremendously. I played this. Oh my god, horrible. I'm a bad player. You just went with Trunks. I didn't need this. Whatever. Swing. Anything. Stinking a little bit. The appropriate play was swing with Trunks. 100. percent 100 percent. But whatever. So we swing with this. I don't know what he does. If he's doing anything. I know I'm going to take a life because, you know, that's your boy. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, let's, we only had this one turn. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's it. I was like, all right, I have to work. I'm shaking and stuff. It looks like I do crack. Um, <laughs> he's still deciding. He's like, oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah, because clearly he couldn't negate. There was no even spark about that. Oh, I'm yeah. one. Back then when I double sleep. Um, <laughs> old. um, take 15. I'm just like, all right, you know, no, maybe a combo. Yeah, I think I combo 20. Let me see, let's see. Oh, bro, I haven't seen this in a bit. And again, I'm sorry it takes so long. It's just, again, my favorite play I've ever done. No, it's it already looks insane, and we're not even done yet. Yeah, like just seeing that play, like you don't know that trucks did that, and then the horror, horror that's a huge play. That's ridiculous. Um, that it's like three plays. But like in a format like Mega Two, that was gonna uh, co blow us with ease. A horrible deck to pick, to be honest. But we got there. It, it won, and yo, a bunch of people were huge fans of this deck. I got so much fans from this. They're like, "Oh, thank you for being making a deck that beats Mega and stuff." I'm like, <laughs> "I don't think it beats it." I really got lucky. Um, 
so he bounced it back, which Jack will slash down away. Oh. Um, <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does. He sucks. So he bounced away. All right, no biggie. Block that attack. We still got, we still got some attacks. We got to finish this off. I already overwhelmed. The last card I really have is that Jabaroshi. But again, hear the commentator a little bit if you get a chance. Because just hearing George Machado scream, like, oh, my God. That was fun. That was nice. <laughs> and then, oh, oh, this one doesn't show the, the stream. Because the stream was going wild. I wish this video showed the, the chat. Yeah. That would have been huge. Actually, I, I might try to talk to Machado to do that now. Where we can try to show chat. Because the chat's never bad. Yeah. It's never like curse words or anything like that. It's never bad to show. So like, imagine watching a stream and watching people's live reaction. I think that would be great. Uh -huh. So that, that's something to do because he's just a boy was fantastic. So look, <laughs> he brought he killed that guy. Yeah. Smart move. And now he has another blocker there. All right, cool. Spark on big eight. Swing. All right. And then after dealing with that whole board, I'm like, all right, Java. Any, <laughs> the way he slapped down the energy. <laughs> It's coming in. She's like, oh, the, the, the couple, 15. Oh my god, I went to 25. God, did you see that handshake? That was like, oh, <laughs> oh, that was so, so great. If you can find a better player than that, let me know because I don't know one. Oh man, I'll have to challenge people to find something better than that because that is honestly insane. Yeah, right. right. I got, I got hype just like you already told me the story, and I still got hype watching it. Oh, from zero to eight attacks. And we're not talking about swap format. This is like, oh, this was this was what, what Dragon Ball was back then. And, and to, this is why people consider me good with rogue decks. Little things like this. Yeah, to win a to win a game with Yajabroni against one of the strongest leaders. Ugh. Yeah. That's good, man. Yeah. Cool. Now you have that one. Yeah. I'll your pretty little fear and the time to look so you can see the Shakespeare of our time. Yeah. That looks awesome. Go wait till you hear it. It's it's better than awesome. It's incredible. <laughs> Um, like he says, this is my, this is my favorite line, like a dog's ears perk up at the sound of your name. I'm like, oh, oh, that's me right there. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that guy sings to me. That's awesome. Well, Peter, uh, thank you so much for allowing me to share your time with you. This was freaking awesome. I hope we can do it again someday because this was a really good time. I hope you had as much fun as I did. This is a good talk, man. But. Thank you so much. And once again, make sure to follow Peter on his Instagram. Give it to them again, Peter. Oh, uh, Peter Katani 89 And what's the Twitch channel? It's PPG DBS. No space, no nothing. That's exactly what it is. PPG DBS. And you'll find us. Sweet. Um, and yeah, I, I I don't know what else to promote. Katani is C-A-T-T-A-N-I, just in case uh, you try to find me on Instagram. I do like when I get people. Um, <laughs> I feel with more people. My, you know, my ex see that and be like, oh, what's he doing here? Like, my whole life is based around my ex, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we all know. We all, we all love hearing the stories and hearing uh, the jabs you take at yourself. It's always nice yeah. to laugh at you <laughs> during stream. Those are my best jokes. <laughs> well, Peter, thank you again so much for tonight. I really do appreciate it. And uh, make sure to follow this man. This man does so much for the community. As you heard today, you know, he's a busy man. I mean, you spend most of the time in your gym and working out and working for the community. You know, you put everything aside for it, and we all love you for it. Peter, thank you so much. And uh, make sure to follow us, man, and we'll check you guys in the next podcast.